Welcome to the Jump Around with Blake Dudonis, my podcast on women's basketball. Happy New Year, everyone. Took a nice little break for Christmas and the holidays and uh, very excited to be back with the first episode of 2019. Uh, first, I just want to say I'm so appreciative of everyone that listens. So uh, to you listening right now, whether it's your first time or you've listened to every episode, I'm, I'm grateful uh, to see the growth of the podcast has been really exciting and rewarding. And I look forward to continuing to tell the stories of people in the game this year and as we move on. I've got a lot of exciting things in the works, some different things in the works for this year. Um, a lot of the same type of content you've gotten, but then some new stuff as well as we go forward. But uh, today we're starting with someone who deserves a lot of credit, deserves a lot of attention, and it is, isn't getting any because they're a mid-major team. But it's going to be South Alabama head coach Terry Fowler. The job Coach Fowler has done, it can't be understated. Uh, Single-digit wins in his first two years at South Alabama. He's got the team at 12-1 and now. They went to the third round of the WBI last year, their first postseason appearance in over a decade. He's done a great job at a lot of small schools and has really worked his way up, but just done it diligently and, uh, by all accounts, seems to be a great guy. I've never met him, never spoken to him, uh, but I'm really excited to have him on today. So we'll uh, try to get him on the phone right now, and we'll be right back. This is the Jump Around. And welcome back to the Jump Around. And joining me, it is South Alabama head coach, Terry Fowler. Coach, I'm appreciative of you taking some time to join me. And I said it in the intro before I got you on the phone, but you're someone I think deserves some credit. You and your team, you, you took over the South Alabama team several years ago, and you guys have just kind of quietly crept up the rankings. And, and you might have an argument from being the best team in the state of Alabama. So congrats to you and your team on your success. And I really appreciate you taking the time for me today. Hey, you're more than welcome. But I really appreciate you having me on the show. Um, and I really just, um, you know, appreciate everything you're doing for women's basketball right now. So um, enjoy the podcast. I listen to it and and um, looking forward. I know it's only going to continue to to uh, get better and grow our game. Well, thank you, sir. I want to focus on you. Now, I'm going to start a little bit uh, in a strange spot. Um, I sit here at my desk. uh, I have my cup of coffee in hand, and I find out that you are a man who doesn't like coffee, and this this disturbs me greatly, especially as someone who knows how coaches need coffee. Terry, how do you not like coffee, and how do you survive without it? Hey, my staff gives me a hard time about that every single day. They tell me that I'm wrong. Millions of people around the world um, have proven that it's a, the drink of choice and that I need to get on board. And it's funny because over the weekend we were reading an article about the Portland Trailblazers, that that's their drink as a team, as an organization, and they feel like it gets them ready uh, for their games. So I've put my staff kind of in charge of trying to figure out, find me something that I would enjoy. So <laughs> we're still working on it. It's a work in progress. I have to get back to you on it. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Right, do you have do you have some other vice? Are you a soda guy or anything like that? No, I'm an orange juice guy. Orange juice? Okay. I mean, I can drink orange juice all day. But look, when we go on the road, my wife is so <laughs> excited that I'm out of town. She doesn't have to buy orange juice. <laughs> It's, you know, it lasts a little longer when we're on the road. Yeah. Uh, important question then. Uh, are you a pulp or no pulp guy? 
No pulp. No pulp. Oh man, we you and I defer here. I, I like I like a little pulp in mine. But okay, an orange juice guy for Terry Fowler. Okay, I like that. I can appreciate that. Um, well, you are someone who has taken a a journey in your coaching career, um, and has been a guy who's just been at smaller schools. You know, schools kind of under the radar. You're you're at Spring Hill. You're an assistant at South Alabama. You you take over a, a Division two job in North Alabama, who's we actually had their current head coach on a few weeks ago and the success they've had in, in their first year at D1. And now you're at South Alabama. You you guys weren't very good when you took over. Just and I, I don't mean that to be insulting, but you you know, you guys weren't that great. And now you're twelve and one. You went to the third round of the WBI last year and, and, and it's South Alabama. You know, if you're not from the South, you might not even, you know, where, where is Alabama? Where is South Alabama? How have you been able to be so successful at these kind of nondescript schools throughout your career? Well, I, I think it really comes down to people. You, you win with people. We are huge on relationships, and um, that, that's the key. You know, um, wherever we've been, we've always felt like uh, better people make better Right now, in this case, better people make better Jaguars. Um, you know, we've always tried to create an environment where recruits, they want to come and they want to stay. And then the last piece of that puzzle is we really try to say uh, we want the, our, our, our student athletes and their parents to say that at the end of their time here, it was just like they said it would be. Mm. You know, it's not that different. You know, it's different when you're talking about playing time and things like that. But from the culture and how you're treated as a, a young lady within our program, um, we, all those things are the same. Sure. Yeah. Well, when you are able to turn the program around like you have, let, let's go back to last year and, and you're in the WBI yeah. First postseason in over a decade for the school, and and you don't just make it; you you get all the way to the third round before losing to the eventual champions in Yale. Uh, can you can you walk me through just how you and your staff and your players? I mean, because it has to be rewarding, right? Because you were there when there's five wins, and then you're there winning twenty plus, and um, you right. know beating beating some Power Five schools along the way. Like, just what's it like when when you've been to the bottom and now you're kind of towards the top? You know, it's rewarding because you understand the work. Um, and not just as a coach and our staff, but our players. I mean, last year's team, they really understood, and they, they really had a great appreciation for where they had been and where they had gotten to. And, and they understood um, the process, you know, and I know that's a, such a cliche word right now. Mm-hmm. But um, it was the daily grind and, um, you know, all that hard work and belief belief in what we were doing, you know, it, it paid off and, um, you know, shows the benefits. With, uh, you're, you're, you're in a unique situation in that the man that hired you at South Alabama also hired you at North Alabama. And you've got a guy on your staff who has been with you at three different stops and has been coaching with you for what, 15, 16 years. Uh, you mentioned relationships, but man, that, it's really unique, Coach, like to have those type of, of you know, relationships to where you're truly a part of, you're a part of each other for so long. That's just, I just, it's very unique. I wonder, is that lost on you or do you realize that you kind of have something different there? No, we, we, I completely understand it. You know, um, you know, and another piece of that puzzle is 
I was hired at Spring Hill College on two separate occasions as well. Uh, so, you know, one of the things when I, I speak at clinics and or just speak to groups, I always talk about relationships and, and, and not burning bridges. Uh, and, and, and so it's crucial, you know. And, and so Dr. Erdman, who during my time as an assistant here, is when I met him, then he takes a North Alabama AD job, um, you know, and, you know, when they start looking for a new coach, you know, I'm fortunate enough that he hires me there, leaves me after the first year. So, <laughs> um, and then just kind of, you know, it works its way back around and it's full circle. And, and, uh, and I end up back in South Alabama, which is, you know, probably one of the only places, uh, one of the few places, I would say, that, that I would have left um, North Alabama for because we had a great team coming back from an NCAA uh, tournament team. So it was exciting times headed there as well but um this is mobile has been home for me for you know a long time now and um so to come back here was something that um myself and my family was excited about do you take a little pride in the success that north alabama has had uh obviously you know you've you've been gone long enough but uh, do you still have a sense of hey i'm glad they're doing so well at the d1 level absolutely absolutely i mean i was with um um Coach Josh Ashley out recruiting um, last weekend, and um, just um, excited for them, you know. And I and I know when she took over, it was um, you know we didn't have the style of players that that she needed to play the style she wanted to play, and it, and it took her time. And and so, um, but I left so many great friends and great relationships up in um, Florence that um, hey, I'm always excited for that place. Uh, it's um, you know they they truly love North Alabama. So uh, it's exciting. Yeah, pretty cool stuff. For people who don't know you and aren't familiar with your program, can, can you give me a little bit of a, an idea of just what's, what is your, and I, I think this is kind of a cliche question, and I, and I hate asking these, but I feel like it's, it's purposeful here for, for maybe someone that people don't know in you. But what, what's, your, what's your philosophy? What's your player coaching relationship philosophy? What are you, what, what is Terry Fowler? What's South Alabama all about? Um, you know, again, Basically, what I told you at the beginning—that that's what we want. Um, you know, it, it's a it's a great player coach relationship with everyone. Our staff. You know, when we recruit, it's not one coach that's recruiting; it, it's our staff recruiting um, these particular um, student athletes um, because we want it to be all inclusive. Um, you know, we want them to make sure they come in; they can speak to any other coaches. Um, you know, we want to play a fast style. You know, we, we've, we've changed. I mean, three years ago, we were playing a slow pace. Now we're, we're playing fast. Um, and we're going to play 97% man-to-man defense. Um, you know, we really want to pass the ball. We're going to shoot the three. And um, so, you know, it, it's a fun style. And I think if you come watch us, if you watch us on film, but you, you watch our bench, they're enthusiastic, they're excited. Um, we all celebrate each other's successes. Um and at the end of the day, the bottom line is we're trying to teach the game of life through basketball. And um, so that, that, that's what the end philosophy is. Um, you know, we talk about three things within our program. Graduation, you know, and I, I'm excited about the fact that um, personally throughout all the years of coaching, we've graduated every student athlete except two. Um, one will come back and finish here this summer. Um, and then – we want to talk about relationships. That's the second thing. And then the last thing is we talk about championships. 
But but there's one thing that's going to happen for sure. We're going to take care of those first two. Yeah. And, and then, you know, we're, we're always in the process of working towards championships. Yeah. Well, you certainly have taken some big steps. I wonder, was there a, was there ever a moment where during during the rebuild that you thought, hey, I think we got it. I think we're about to turn a corner or, or did it just kind of come naturally? No, I, you know, I really felt like we, we had to get our players to take ownership. I mean, I'm, I'm huge on that. Our players, uh, a player-led team is better than a coach-fed team. And um, so we, we, we leave a lot of decisions to our players, you know, where we're eating, what we're doing, what we're wearing, different things to on the floor, how we want to guard this ball screen. how we And, and so now they take ownership. So now we can – Hey, this is something you guys said, so let's do this. Mm. Um, and so once we turned the corner with, with getting some players, last year's team had five seniors on it, and, I mean, they basically ran it. I mean, we call a drill out or we would do something, and they knew it. They, they set the tone every single day. And and so those are things that, that kind of got us there. Um, and I think one of the big things was last summer, summer 17, we went to Canada, to Montreal. Um, and, and I mean, the bonding and the team chemistry, um, you know, that's what led us to playing a faster pace. We played the, the rules with 24 second shot clock. Um, hmm. we ended up having 20 more possessions per game than we had the year before. We said, well, we need to stay with this. <laughs> Since that time we haven't practiced with the 30 second shot clock one day. We, we practice with 24 second shot clock every single day. Very interesting. Okay. I like that. What, oh, so now let's go down this path. What what is uh, what does a South Alabama practice look like? Um, you know, we we we're gonna come out, and again, a lot of things are evolving here. Um, I've really gotten into. Um, there's a guy um, in Canada named Chris Oliver, um, and they've got the basketball decision training. Um, really have gone from a lot of drill work to more five on three, um, more five on five. Because you can have all the fundamentals, and that's great. We want to pass with our outside hand. We want to do things. We want to quick stop. We want to do things. But if the kids can't make the decisions, um, it's going to be tough. So we try to put them in as many decision-making opportunities as possible. Mm. That's oh, that's really interesting. I, I like that. And I like that uh, the 24-second clock, too. Very interesting. Um, you guys have gone two years in a row beating, beating a Power 5 school. You beat... Carolina last year and you beat Alabama this year um has that has that been something that is has paid dividends on the recruiting trail at all I would imagine it would yes uh, no doubt you know I mean from those two wins just the the, the phone calls that you get uh, you know recruits you got the AAU coaches high school coaches calling you know about quality players and um and it's just uh, a momentum builder you know, I think one of the things that, that's, you know, when we were starting this thing, we were um, recruiting on a, a vision, you know, of what we were trying to do, and we were able to get some players off of that. Now you start having some success, you can start adding more. Mm-hmm. You know, I think one of the things that's been a key for us is we've been able to add, um, you know, in the last three years, a, a player to our roster that probably over us, you know. Yeah. Um, and so you got three of those kids out on the floor playing for you. And, um, you know, I feel like we added one this year as well. 
And so next thing you know, if you got four, you got five of those kids on your team, you're going to have an opportunity to be successful. Yeah, well, and to your point, I mean, you guys got four players currently averaging double-digit points, so you've got uh, you've got a lot of different players that are are able and capable of going off, uh, which certainly helps things. What does you talk about continuously building towards championships? What needs to happen for you guys to win? You guys are in a very difficult uh, conference. Uh, if people aren't aren't aware, you got uh, some some seriously good teams in it and you know you you have teams that play such unique styles you got you know a troy team who's been to two tournaments who play so fast-paced you've got um you got little rock who will grind you out what what's it going to take for you guys to get to the top and and kind of break through that ceiling right well i'm glad you mentioned the the tough competition in the sun belt um you know and it is uh, the varying styles that you're going to play against um night in and night out um you know create a lot of different um challenges each night uh, for us, you know, we, we've got to be a better rebounding team. Uh, so, you know, it, we, we probably got to go out and, and, and recruit a little more rebounding and some toughness from that standpoint. Um, the, this this year's team right now, we, we got to be a better free throw shooting team. I mean, so if anybody got any suggestions out there, hey, give me a call <laughs> and email them. Um, you know, that, that's one of the things. Um, so um, it's a continual build. We understand process and, and just trying to get better each and every day but but really I, I think that we can rebound and we've been traditionally a lot better on the defensive end this year we we, we can score I mean we hadn't been able to score at times in the past you know there, there were times Blake where two years ago I mean we had a stretch where we had four games and we held people under 55 points and we lost all four games. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I'm going back and I'm looking at them like, could we have gotten a stop here? <laughs> Boy, if we had a digits, we could. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, it, it comes down to being able to score the basketball, too. <laughs> the ball on the hoop. <laughs> but, but, you know, I'm like, are we really asking our kids if we had gotten an extra stop, you know? <laughs> um, so, um, you know, and again, all of this, again, the trip to Canada, really putting the emphasis on the offensive end has really helped us. And so, um, moving forward again has made it for a great style that recruits want uh, to play in as well. Yeah, that's that's funny, man. Yeah, eventually you got to score, right? I mean, if you don't score, yeah, you're yeah. gonna you're gonna <laughs> lose basketball. Games. Oh, that's funny. Uh, what does um, are you a are you a goals guy? Do you guys set goals as a team? How do you guys approach that? I know a lot of people kind of go about it differently, but how how do you guys discuss you know m- you know what you want yeah. to do? Hey, interesting. Um, God, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on the guy's name, and well, I really like to give credit to people. Um, read an article on a, a high school coach from um, um, Iowa, and they do something, and, and we've adapted it. They go, um, they give their kids three index cards, and the first index card says um, your individual goals is on one side. On the other side, you write down your team goals. And um, and from that point, you index card number two. You say, "What if we can't accomplish anything on index card number one? We we can't be a Sun Belt Conference champion. We can't play in the postseason. We can't. You can't be an All Conference player. You can't average twenty a game." Then index card number two says, "What do you want your experience to be?" Oh, we want to have fun. We want to be competitive. Um, I want to have great relationships with my um, my teammates, my coaches. Um, I want to I want to grow as a person. I want to grow as a player. So those are the kind of things that come up. 
And then index card number three says, what am I going to do on a daily basis to um, reach these goals? And um, and then we take the top ones we all discuss, we write them on the board, and then we tally up which, which ones sound the same, and then we make up our list of, uh, you know, what are our count of our goals. Um, and then we hold them accountable to the things that they're going to do the, the things that they want to do, yeah, and then the things that they're going to do, huh. and then we really don't talk about you know, yeah, winning the song belt and those kind of things because if we do in this card two and three, in sure. this card one's got a chance. Sure, <laughs> sure, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Do you um, do you guys have to to do that much? Do you have to do you have to go to the player? Hey. Remember when you wrote down this? You know, let's check yourself. Or are you kids are you kids pretty good about you know self discipline in that regard? Yeah, well, you know, this depends. <laughs> They're college kids. I get it. I get you, coach. Yeah. I get you. <laughs> Sometimes we do have to bring it back to them, but yeah, but that's, but that's what we really try to do. Yeah. Is because it's, at the end of the day, Blake, for for me personally, and I'm probably different than a lot of other people. It's about the experience. Yeah. You know, it, it's really about the experience and. Um, so we're trying to make sure that, that we have a great experience and all the other things that take care of themselves. Yeah. So in that regard, let me ask you this. What if, you know, as soon as you and I hang up the phone, your AD comes in and says, Coach, uh, we're shutting down the program, you're done coaching, and, and no one else wants you, and your coaching career is over today. Have you been successful in your career? Yes. Yes. Um, and, and I would say... Um, we have a lot of former players that, that coach, um, and it's, it's, it's crazy because some of the things that I get, um, phone calls and emails and text messages are, you know, man, I had to have my shirt tail tucked in when I played for you. I thought it was the craziest thing. <laughs> now, now they're coaching and they're like, oh, when I see teams with their shirt tail out, it just drives me crazy, <laughs> you know, um, just little things or, or I, I, I've had players call me and say, I catch myself saying things to my kid that you said to me. Yeah. You know, and, and so um, those are things that make you proud as a coach. Absolutely. Know? And so uh, I, I would say that definitely, um, and like I said, it's about teaching life through basketball. And, and um, I, I would say we've been successful yeah. from that standpoint. Yeah. Well, that's not going to happen. So that is a completely fictitious uh, scenario <laughs> created, which is the good news. So now let me ask you, uh, let me ask you on the other end of that. Um, in 15 years, 20 years, whatever you pick your number, but, um, you know, what is it? Are you still doing this thing? Are you, are you going to be one of those guys that's going to coach until they drag you off the court or can you see, can you see a future after coaching one day? How, how do you, how do you look at that? Or maybe you don't even think about it. Yeah, no, I've I've really thought about getting the administration and being the athletic director. Okay. But then I I see the things that go on, you know, Mm -hmm. It's it's not managing um, my one sport and my fifteen players and our staff. Yeah. It's managing you know seventeen sports and, um, and so I I don't know if I want to do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tell you what my dream job is is that when I'm done coaching and it, and it really wouldn't be done coaching and I tell all of my former players who are who are who are out there now I said now when you get there and you get that position and you need an old guy to sit on the bench and just help you a little bit, I'm your guy. Call me. (laughs) 
That's good. That's good stuff. Oh, man. What's, um, do you, did you ever dream of, because again, I mentioned it earlier, you, you've been kind of small schools and, you know, most coaches, you know, have a, have a dream. Oh, I want to go coach at, you know, the big school. I want to go coach at the right. university of name your state. Um, for you, was, was that ever the, was that an original goal or did you never really care about that kind of stuff? Never cared about it. Uh, Blake, I, you know, and I, like I said, you, my full story. I graduated from college. I, I was I was working uh, for the Internal Revenue Service, uh, <laughs> and I, I did that. But I was living in Atlanta, and in the meantime, I had a little part-time job. This this guy that lived next door to me, father was a scout for the Braves, and so um, the guy was a friend, was my age. He was on the ground crew. So, hey, come work part-time just weekends and, you know, come to some night games and stuff and work on the ground crew with me. So that's what I kind of did that. <laughs> okay. I did that for five years. Now, this one, Braves were bad now. Okay, they were bad. Um, and then at the end, we got good, you know. Um, so I was there doing the um, the Pittsburgh Pirates, Sid Breen, um, all of that stuff. Um, so... I decided I was not. I was going to give up the internal revenue service. I was going to go to grad school. I ended up moving to Daphne, Alabama, which is across the bay here from Mobile, to go to the United States Sports Academy. I'm going to get my master's degree in sports management. Had talked to front office people with the Braves. I'm going back to try to get in the front office there. Um, in the meantime, a childhood friend of mine from Jackson, Tennessee, gets named the head coach at Spring Hill College. And so he said, hey, come be my assistant. I'm like, assistant? Well, I'm not coaching. No, I'm not coaching. <laughs> coach some women? I'm not doing that. <laughs> no, coaching never, had never thought about it. Um, so I talked to a lot of people, said, do it for a year, see if you like it. So, so I do it for a year. I was sold on coaching at that point. I just wasn't sold on coaching women at that point. So I said, man, I'm, I'm going to try to pursue this thing. So that summer, I coached a 15 and under AAU boys team in July. And um, that was, I was like, these guys are driving me crazy. <laughs> I mean, they were like, I'm not doing these fundamentals. Michael Jordan doesn't do it like that. Oh, like, no. Come on. <laughs> so I was, I was going to battle with that. So July ends, and I call um, the guy's name is James Walker. I call Coach Walker back, and I said, hey, um, is, have you filled the assistant position yet? He said, no. I said, man, if you have me back, I will, I will be glad to come back. Huh. And he said, well, come on back. And so, you know, and from there, the rest is, is history, you know, but, but what I learned in that time was that short time was coaching women, you're coaching emotions and coaching guys, you're coaching egos. And, um, I felt like I was better equipped to coach emotions than egos. Fair enough. That is what a twisting and turning story. Uh, wow. I, I've asked some coaches before that have come on, you know, if, if I would have told, you know, you at 20 years old that you'd be here, would you believe it? It sounds like you would have definitely not believed it. No way. Never, never in my wildest dreams. But, but I also knew that, that coaches had influenced my life. You know, I, I played some, some good college coaches. I, I played one year with Rick Bird at Belmont. Um, I played for some really good coaches. Um, and he was at Lincoln Memorial when I was there as a sophomore. And um, so 
I, I look back over and I say, man, these coaches really influenced me. And if I can give something back, so kids, and if they can get it at an earlier age, yeah, that's only going to help them be successful throughout life. And so I really found my calling, I guess. And again, I don't necessarily coach to win and lose games. I know that's that's what you're judged on, but the satisfaction that, you know, maybe the freshman and sophomore year, man, this kid had a rock relationship. It was tough, but I saw so much in them that I was, you know, trying to tap into it. And then, boy, their senior year, they come out on the other side and they see all these things. And um, so, you know, um, you know, just have kids come back and say, Coach, I understand. I understand everything you're talking about now. Yeah. You know, and um, so uh, that, that's the reason I do it. And I just realized the influence that a lot of coaches had on me. And this is kind of my gift, my, my way of paying it back. Yeah, well, that's good stuff. Well, you've you've done a great job. It, it really has been fun following your team's success story. Again, uh, South Alabama 12-1. and one. Uh, You guys will play Thursday at home against Arkansas State. Uh, you're closing in on 300 wins for your career, so you, you've done such a great job, Coach, and uh, I really am grateful for you taking time to, to join me on the program today. Well, I appreciate you having me, Blake. And, look, I did find the guy named Coach Nate Sanderson from Iowa, um, and I want to give him credit for that that idea that we came up with. But, uh, like I said, I appreciate everything you're doing for women's basketball, and um, I can't thank you enough for that. And, and uh, you know, with the great um, year that women's basketball had last year with the NCAA tournament and the WNBA, man, I am so excited about the future of women's basketball. Yeah, you and me both. And good luck to you guys. And, hey, maybe maybe we'll see you guys dancing into March. All right. Thanks, Blake. Have a great day. Well, thanks again to Terry Fowler, head coach at South Alabama. I certainly appreciate his time. And they really are a team that can contend in the, the Sun Belt and, and maybe make a, an NCAA tournament appearance, which would be pretty cool. Thank you guys for listening. I, I really do appreciate it. I'm grateful, thankful. Excited to be dropping this first episode of the new year and excited for the new things to come. Um, if you listen on iTunes, if you could leave a rating and a review, that'd be appreciated. You can also listen on SoundCloud, Google Play, and, and pretty much wherever else you can get podcasts from. You can find me on Twitter, always at Blake Dudonis. Uh, and I certainly uh, appreciate, again, you listening and tuning in. Until next time, this is The Jump Around.